So, so good you are with us at Bethlehem Church across all of our campuses, the OC211, friends in the South watching online. We're glad you are here. You look like you're awake and you're alive. It's fall back. It's the good time change. It's like you're just like, I've never wanted to be at church more when you think it's the spirit. You actually got an hour sleep last night. Uh, I always enjoy preaching this service, the fall one where everybody gets an hour sleep. The spring one I let Pylon preach when all y'all lost an hour sleep. It's like, Pylon, you got it today, pal. Uh, they're all yours. They're going to be chipper. Let me tell you. Hey, if you're with us, let me tell you a little bit about Bethlehem Church. You've seen this statement, uh, but, but this is a big week because we're celebrating all that God's doing. So you come at a great time to hear about our future. But here's the way we say things at Bethlehem Church, that we exist to lead people to discover new life in Christ. That's our why. Like, you ever heard that, know your why, start with why? Bethlehem Church, what's the why of the church? What's the why of this body? What's the why of this movement? We exist to lead people, marriages, students, adults, men, women, wherever you're at, to discover new life in Christ. That's our why. Right, a lot of people call that our mission statement. You see that in organizational life, and no doubt it's on our publication. You'll find it on our website. But really, it kind of gets to the why we exist. We believe, and you tell me if I'm wrong. Don't do it out loud, but you tell me if I'm wrong. You tell me in your head. <laughs> I guess you could. We believe there is no greater power, there is no greater change agent than the person of Jesus Christ. Right, That choosing to follow Jesus is not a religious decision people make. Choosing to follow Jesus is a brand new relationship people step into. We don't think Jesus is a placeholder in your already busy life. We think Jesus is the cornerstone of the life that you are building. That the gospel is not just something we pray at the end of a service. The good news, the gospel is not just something we walk down the aisle or raise our hand because we prayed a prayer, but the gospel is actually an invitation to a brand new identity, a brand new life. So statements that you hear me say, if you're new, you've probably not heard this, uh, but if you've been around, I've said it, you're going to go, I've heard him say that before. Well, I'm going to say it again. We say statements like this to define the culture of Bethlehem Church. We're okay if you're not okay. Like we're come as you are culture. Jesus says, come to me all who are weary and heavy burden, and I will give you rest. That's Jesus, Matthew 11. So we think then us, his body, should encompass that. Be a come as you are church. So when somebody goes, man, oh man, my life's not perfect. If people really knew. Like, we, like if you say my life's not perfect, in fact, it can be a little bit of a mess. Lean in. We're not surprised by that or shocked by that. We expect that. It's called living life in a broken world. Bro, my marriage isn't the way it looks, right? My family, my kids got a little bit of dysfunction. My family, some people may call us or refer to us if they really knew us as a hot mess, right? There's a meme out there on social media that describes my family. It's what some of you think, right? Dysfunction is our name. I'm a failure. I'm an addict. I've lost. Listen, we're okay if you're not okay, but here's what we have to agree. We're okay if you're not okay, but we're not going to stay that way. Because Jesus says that when Jesus comes, he finds us just as we are, but he refuses to leave us this way. We're more focused on where you're going. It's another statement I say. We're more focused on where you're going than where you've been. 
What does that mean? The label you came into this house with, and we live in a world that gives out labels. The label you came into this house with is not the label you're under here, nor the label you're going to live with. What do you mean label? The banner of I'm old, I'm too young, I'm a has-been, I'm a wash-up, I'm an addict, I'm divorced, I'm a single parent, right? Whatever label you feel like you live under, we say in this house at Bethlehem Church, the label over you is Christ. And that we're a people of hope in a place of healing. A people of hope in a society of brokenness in a place of healing than a fragmented society. In fact, a few weeks ago, there was a lady, a young lady. She says, Pastor, I was trying to describe Bethlehem Church the best I knew how. And she said, I didn't really know. I was talking to a friend. They're like, well, what type of church is Bethlehem Church? There's all different types of churches. She was, what type? His friend was saying, what type of church is Bethlehem Church? I loved it. Here's what she said. She goes, and she didn't know church lingo, right? She didn't know religious lingo. And sometimes that is so refreshing to a guy who's around it all the time. Like when somebody don't have a church background or religious background, they don't know all the little fancy sayings that we say to describe churches. She's just like, here's what I told them, pastor. Well, my church, Bethlehem church, we're just a Jesus church. And here's what she says. They preach a lot about Jesus. They sing really loud about Jesus. Right? And when you go, the people that you're around, they experience, you experience Jesus. You know what I thought? Yes. I wanted to stand on the rooftop, get the camera out, put the film on her, and record her saying this, because that's who we want to be. Church, that's our why. That's why we're here. So I'm going to talk about the future for a little bit. I'm going to do that. If you're visiting with us, you're going to get here all about the future. If you've been a part of Bethlehem Church for the last year, you know, and this is just going to be a little bit of a refresher, but I'm going to do all about the future by looking at the past. Acts chapter 4, if you have your Bible, in the notebook that you got when you came in or that you've had this whole time, page 23 and 24. We call it Commitment Weekend or Celebration Weekend. Take a deep breath. You're not going to be asked to do anything you're uncomfortable with. But what it is is us as a church is looking to the future and looking at each other and saying, we're in. As a church, we're in. So Acts is the story of the early church. Luke is giving us a description In Acts 2, he described the gathering of the early church. In Acts 4, he comes back and gives us some characteristics. So I'm going to tell you what you're a part of. I'm going to tell you what makes Bethlehem Church unique for a few moments. I'm going to brag on you, and I'm going to do it by looking back at the early church, the first church, the first followers of Jesus. Acts 4 says this. Now, the full number of those who believe, full number, what does that mean? Those who are following Jesus, here's what I love. It says, they were of one heart and soul. Only time you see that in the Bible, a description of believers. One heart and soul. They were one. All those who believed in Jesus as their Savior, they were one. And no one said that any of the things that belonged to him was his or her own, but they had everything in common. Let me, let me talk about three things that make this place unique that really give us a trajectory for the future. Brag on this church, and here's the first thing. If you're taking notes, here's what I would say. Let me tell you about Bethlehem Church because it's true in the early church. When the church is at its best, there's a unity of spirit. When the church is at its best... There's a unity of spirit. Those back then who believed and us now come from various backgrounds, have different pressures. All of our life was different when we walk in here, but there's a unity of spirit. 
Like there's one heart and one soul. What combines us, what makes us the same is not the lives that we live individually, but what we have collectively. In fact, here's the way I saw this a while back and I'm like, yes, I wrote it down. I knew I was going to describe it. Here's, here's what I would say. When there's a unity of spirit amongst all those who believe, which is Bethlehem Church, when there's a unity of spirit, listen to me, Here's what, that, well, here's what that means. As people, we've experienced a conversion that produces a conviction. That we've experienced the same change that Jesus makes in our life. We've experienced Jesus, and that becomes the conviction, the driving force. We want other people to experience Jesus. There's a unity of spirit at Bethlehem Church. There's a unity of spirit at Bethlehem Church that defines us, that's been over the years. We know our why. If you've been at Bethlehem Church, I say this oftentimes. What do you mean? I say this, the highest value of leadership, and I want everybody to look at me. I'm not the leader alone of Bethlehem Church. We have a board of elders of wise men, not paid by this church, who help me make decisions. In fact, I'm accountable. Some of them are sitting in this room. I'm accountable to these men. They don't wear badges around saying, I'm an elder of the church. That's not who we are. But what I am saying to you is, I place myself under their leadership because here's what I've learned. When I'm on my own, I can make a mess of things. So our highest value at Bethlehem Church, I want you to hear this. The highest value of Bethlehem Church leadership is not growth. It's health. Bethlehem Church is committed to being healthy before we are growing. We've always been that. What does it mean to be a healthy church? That we focus on the right things. That we exhibit Jesus in all things. Our relationship, our decision making, our compassion for our community, our compassion for the world is rooted in Jesus. In fact, over the last 12 years, we've gone from a group of a couple of hundred people in one church to three different locations and multiple thousand people. Why? I would argue we've grown and that growth is a direct result of our health. Healthy things grow. Think about how divisive our culture is, <laughs> how opinionated our society is, how fragmented our society is. Is that just me or do you see it out there? Everybody's got their opinion. Everybody's divided all over the place. Do you know how attractive a healthy body of believers who love Jesus and love others first is in a very divisive culture? We have a unity church. Don't miss this. One church, many locations. One house, many rooms. The only way you keep that unity, listen to me, is that you stay focused on the change Jesus has made in your life. And it's what you want to see for other people. I don't know what your church background is, but churches aren't the best at unity sometimes. All right, that's preaching right there. And here's the second thing I want you to see. When the church is at its best, everyone embraces they're a part of something bigger than themselves. Acts 4, 31 and 32 right there said they had nothing in common. Or excuse me, they had everything in common, and they held nothing to themselves. They leveraged all they had for the kingdom. You do that because you realize you're a part of something bigger than yourself. Like Bethlehem Church is more than the service you attend. We say that across all of our campuses. Bethlehem Church is more than just your experience of Bethlehem Church. I say this, people experience Bethlehem Church through the campus you attend, the service you attend at the campus. We do 10 services a weekend. 
So three campuses, the campus you attend, the service you attend, the small group you're a part of, and the place you serve. We hope you do all four of those things, right? A campus that you go to, a service that you attend, that you worship and lift up the name of Jesus, a small group you're a part of, and a place you serve. If that's happening in your life, we say fantastic. I am telling you, if that is happening in your life routinely, I promise you, you will grow in your faith. I have no doubt. Right? But what I would say is that that is not all of Bethlehem Church. There is more than just your experience. And what you do when you're a part of a church is you realize this. It's more than just me and my family. It's more than just me and my experience. I'm a part of something way bigger than myself. Like across all of our campuses, we are stories of revitalization. Like, in, what does that mean? In church world, there's church plants and there's revitalizations. What's a revitalization? A church that has a little bit of history that sees a different future than their past. Revitalizations about churches that are plateaued and or declining, seeing a new, new future. Do you know 90% of churches in our culture are plateaued or declining? 90% of churches in our culture plateaued, which means they're not getting any bigger, or they are declining. This is the truth of Bethlehem Church. We have a history, and we're stories of revitalization. 316, the campus you are at, if you're, if you're watching me preach from this campus, we're over 100 years old, which means we've got history. What does history mean? Look around the room. If you see anybody with gray hair, that means they have history. <laughs> All that means is they've lived a little longer than you. I've got no hair. I'm 35 now, and so <laughs> I'm going to keep saying that. I'm not over that I'm 45. It's breaking my heart, Okay. History means you've lived a little life. This church had 130 years ago, this church burnt to the ground across the street, across Highway 316, struck by lightning, burnt to the ground, and a group of less than 100 senior adults at the time, 100, saw a vision for the future, bought this piece of property, and built a 500-seat worship center we now call the South Venue over here to my right. Let me tell you what that's called. That's called vision. They knew they were a part of something bigger than themselves. And so 30 years ago, 25 years ago, they saw a different future. 13 years ago when I came, the church was plateaued again with a rich history. And I said, what if the future looks different? And they went with us. And they believed that they were up for change. 211 campus has over 200 years of history. Our 211 campus, 200 years. Our 211 campus as a church is older than Barrow County itself. 200 years of history in the graveyard we have at our 211 campus. Did you know there's Civil War soldiers that are buried in that playground? Or not playground, uh, graveyard. <laughs> playground. <laughs> not a playground. Hey, th listen, this one doesn't go online, okay? <laughs> Y'all made a playground on that thing? The church is up for change. They've always been. Over 200 years of history, and they're committed. And so we took them over in 2017, adopted them, and saw a different future. And they said, yes, our Oconee campus, 2019, history. We adopted them in 2019, a body of believers, and launched a new campus, and now hundreds and hundreds of people. Over 200 people in six years have been baptized at our 211 campus. Over 100 in the last three years at our Oconee, yeah. And here's, let me brag on you. Here's why. Let me brag on you. The church was down with the, Here's what here's Bethlehem Church has always been committed and okay with this word right here. Change. Here's a little bit of hint. 
most churches aren't okay with change. Right, put that out there. I'll get a pastor that'll email me and go, I agree. I'll get a deacon from another church that'll email me something mean. <laughs> most churches are not good at change. We just don't like change. Let me tell you why churches don't like change. Because people don't like change. You don't like change. Why do you keep doing the same thing over and 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 expecting different results? Why? You don't like change. You are comfortable in your dysfunction. You call it normal. You don't want to change. Why don't churches change? Why? Because people don't change. But this church is given to us. So let me give you some pictures of the future. We're part of the Because Initiative. If you're stepping into Bethlehem Church, we've been on a two-year journey. We're at the halfway mark. Here's our 316 campus as is right now. 316 campus is where we're at. Behind us is Bethlehem Christian Academy. We share property, right? They have over 950 students. They only have room for about 600, okay? And so we're making room. They are buying this piece of property out to continue to expand. We've relocated two miles down the road, 30 acres, and this time next year, because of your generosity, we'll step onto a new property. We'll step onto a new property. In fact, this week, if you drive past it, you will see the walls going up. The cranes are there. So it's pretty cool stuff, right? We're getting there. We're getting there. 1,800-seat worship center. This is about 850 seats that you're sitting in. We do four services to get everybody through this. 1,800-seat worship center, children's ministry space, preschool space. We'll be at this brand new property. Bethlehem Buddies, our families with special needs, they'll have space. Is that not one of the greatest ministries we do? You know what I'm saying? And so they'll have space as well. Student ministry space. We've never had space for student ministry. Student ministry space. This building right here, we will host community events every week to serve our community, to give nonprofits in our community a chance to host places because we put this up. That will be what this is used for. Green space, parking spaces. Can I get a witness? If you look out over here at the pasture behind us, that's where we got 60 cars parked just so you could park this morning. Right? We'll have parking spaces. We have about 500 now. We'll have 1,000 at this place. Right? Now, here's the best part, and you're going to think about this in 20 minutes when you leave the service. When you leave this campus, there's multiple ways on and off the campus. Can I get a witness? Yeah. So all the mean emails about Highway 11 traffic, send it to BCA. It's not my problem anymore, okay? <laughs> Bethlehem Church is free and space up, but that's happening. Let me show you 211. Let me show you, this is our 211 campus. Why do you call it 211 campus? Here it is. It's on Highway 211. <laughs> We're super creative here. All right, they'll have seven or 800 people that are gathered there this morning. This is the future for them. After we finish the 316 campus, the last few years, we've launched campuses. We've invested in campuses the last six years. After we finish this campus, the one we're at now, we will go and finish these as well beginning next fall. It's our 211 campus. We'll expand kids' ministry space. We'll expand student ministry space. We'll expand worship center space. We'll expand lobby space. Think about your closet, the biggest closet you have in your house. Get in your mind. Biggest closet you have in your house right now. Get in your mind. Go ahead and elbow your wife, guys. It's because of her. You don't have any room in there, right? Biggest closet you have in your house. That closet is bigger than the lobby space we have at 211. We have no lobby space. Literally, like it was like the worst nightmare you could dream of back in COVID, walk into our lobby in there, right? So we'll expand common space, lobby space, parking space. That will begin next fall after we conclude this one. Then Oconee Campus. Let me show you the future there. This is where we're at. Oconee Campus off Highway 53 and Rays Creek Church Road. Eight or 900 people together there this morning. 
Cramming people in three services. This is what we're going to do there. How cool is that, right? We'll have expanded worship center space, expanded student ministry space, a family ministry location, right? Children's ministry, Bethlehem Buddies space. They are crazy growing at Oconee as well. In fact, let me say this, we'll have more parking. You basically park on grass out there now. We got like 20 parking spaces that are, it's gravel and grass, right? And so we will expand our parking spaces at Oconee County Grows as well. Now let me say this, that group right there Oconee, I love you. I'm with you. I'm for you. You're a fertile bunch of people out there, okay? We have more kids in Oconee County. I mean, just stop. I've gone out there and talked to them and said, do y'all know how this happens? And they don't care. They're committed to it, okay? Which is fine as long as it's a marriage, praise the Lord, procreate, whatever, Okay? But we need more space. We need more space for kids. And so this will finish that. This is where we're going, church. A lot of you knew this, but you, listen, you're a part of something bigger than yourself. This room's been filled all weekend. You're one part, you're a part of something bigger than yourself. And then I want to end right here. And with great power, the apostles were giving their testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And I love this. Say this with me. And grace was upon them all. Would you not agree we're experiencing great grace at Bethlehem Church? Here's what great grace is. Here's the last thing. When the church is at its best, God is doing what only God can do. When the church is at its worst, man's doing what he does. When the church is at its best, God is doing only what God can do. You know what grace is? God loving you in spite of you. You know what grace is? God giving you a second chance. You know what grace is? It's God's kindness that leads to repentance. If you are different in this room, it's because God's grace in your life. If Jesus changed your life, it's not about your heritage or where you're from. It is God's grace in your life. Grace is over 2,500 people the last 10 years being baptized and going public with their faith at Bethlehem Church. That's called grace, right? That's called grace. Marriage is being restored, right? That's called grace. And the reality is our greatest obstacle, our greatest problem. Look me in the eyes. I I am just a leader. I'm one of you. What I'm telling you, our greatest obstacle, our greatest problem is a space problem. It's a good one, but it is a problem. For five years, we've been out of space at this campus. Five years. Before COVID, we were out of space. After COVID, crazy out of space. Right? Our campus is in 18 months will be, and if this church continues to be generous, which you are. What do you mean generous when you say generous? Give. Is that clear? Right? If this church continues to do this, everything we want to happen will happen. And when we are generous, you know what that is? That's the response to the grace of God in our lives. That's all it is. Generosity is a response to the grace of God in our lives. And this church for some time has been the most generous people on the planet. In fact, I want to show you a video. I did a little man on the street interview this week. I went and met with some of our senior adults. Our senior adults gather up at our 211 campus to play cards once a week. They get up there and play cards. I went up and I wanted to sit down and ask them some questions. Senior adults that have been here longer than I've been here. Right, I'm still on that playground thing I said about 211. Man, I'm not going to live that one down. <laughs> man, alive. Oh, but I went up there and see them. They were, they're up there playing cards. They have a senior adult get together. What I actually was doing to go up there and bust the gambling ring they were doing, okay? 
bunch of old timers gambling and drinking. I went up there and cut it out, okay? And I said, whatever you win in gambling goes to the cause initiative is what I said to them, okay? But I sat down with some of them who've been here long before I was here and just asked, tell me about the faithfulness of God at Bethlehem Church. There's a man on the street interview who just said, tell me about the faithfulness of God at Bethlehem Church. And then we had some of our staff go to some young adult small groups. Young adult small groups said, tell me about what you've seen God do in your family, in your life, and what excites you about the future. I want you to listen to why Bethlehem Church is great, why this church continues to move forward, because it has very little to do with me and a whole lot to do with the heart of people. And I want you to hear from them the why of Bethlehem Church. All right, Miss Claire, one of my favorite in all the world, she's had my back for years, is Miss Claire Brown. Uh, and Claire, you've been here for, you've been at Bethlehem Church 316 for? Since 1970. 1970, and your husband was instrumental in building the building that we're actually in now, the South and the North venue. Yes. Uh, the South and North venue. And so when you think about God's faithfulness, because you've seen a lot, uh, you've seen a lot. When you think about God's faithfulness at Bethlehem Church, what comes to your mind? Back in September the 2nd, like it was on a Friday, um, about 1 o'clock in the morning, lightning struck the steeple yeah. and burned the church in Bethlehem, 1994. Uh, so that next week was very changing to our lives. Sure. Billy worked on the church every day. Yeah. And on chemo. Yeah. So we opened the church. First service was November of 97. Yeah. And then May of 98, Billy died. Yeah. And what do you think Billy would think now? Oh, he, well, I think he knew, you know, he got a lot of criticism. What are you building such a big church for? <laughs> y'all got, y'all do good to have a hundred. Why are you building such a big church? You know, but the Lord has just continued over and over. To, to bless us. And it's hard, it's just hard for me to believe being there 50 years, uh, how, how have we done this? It couldn't have been anything but the Lord. 100%, it couldn't have been anything but the Lord. When you think about the future, what excites you? I'm so excited about how many baptisms. Have, we used to be lucky to have five baptisms in a year. That was a good year. Sure. And this, now, it is, it just blows me away. Over these 21 years now that Lynn and I have been there, we have seen Bethlehem grow so much. Sure. But God has been faithful through that whole time. Whole time. And now you see what God is doing, not only at the 316 campus, but here at 211. Yep. And down in Oconee. Yeah. Uh, God is faithful. God is faithful. He will not fail us. And I think about my dad and several others that are over there on the wall yep. who wanted the same thing. They wanted to see it grow, not because of growth as Bethlehem has done, has grown so much, not because of that, um, but because I think, I feel the only way you can bring a lot of people to know Christ yes. is to first bring them in to expose them yes. to Christ and, and the Word. 
we had a vision and, and that vision God had taken that and multiplied that beyond anything we could even imagine or conceive and, and he's still doing it we moved here last December and had no nobody it was just us um, so July we met someone Kelsey Shadrach at the park and she invited us to church um, it was a Thursday night service and we both left and looked at each other and we were like this is our church home here uh, without a doubt and later we decided in August to get baptized together um, sort of just recommit our lives to the Lord. We've always known Him, but never truly like felt that life change until Bethlehem. Um, so it's very easy to say the church changed our lives. We've been married four years, and we haven't been able to find that church home, and we finally have, and it's been huge for us. So. The most excitement is seeing new faces every Sunday, seeing mm -hmm. people really connect you know, and, and, and celebrate like we're supposed to in, in fellowship. There's always, always somebody to call. Um, from day one, we've just always felt so welcomed and loved. Yeah. Um, and that's what we were looking for when we got married, um, was a group of people that would take us in and love us through all the different times of life. Seeing new people come to Christ. Yes. And, um, you know, just growing um, with with everyone and also just bringing new people. And you know, my sister actually started attending a couple weeks ago. And so just like seeing both of our families um, and future children <laughs> um, just be a part of it and um, something great, you know, um, that the Lord is doing. How cool is that, right? When the church is at its best, there's a unity of spirit. That is true of this church. When the church is at its best, everyone embraces they're a part of something bigger than themselves. That is this church. That's what you're walking into. If you've been here, you know that's us. We just get, we're at our post, we're part of something bigger than ourselves. When the church is at its best, God is doing what only God can do. And when the church has worse, there's no unity. Everybody thinks it's about themselves, and man's doing what man can do. I'm thankful. My wife and I are thankful to serve here for 13 years. Our family's been raised here, and we look forward to the future because of all that God is doing. What if Bethlehem Church was the most life-giving place on the planet? Life-giving place in this community, like it was a beacon of hope, a place of hope, a people of healing, a people of hope, a place of healing. That's what we were just a few weeks ago. A couple at our Oconee County campus, they were inviting a friend to come. Again, they're trying to describe Bethlehem Church. I just love this. When people don't have church lingo or religious lingo and this denomination, that thing, that deal. And y'all don't know all that. And it's just like, thank you, God. You know, I came up in that world. It's like, you guys are a breath of fresh air. So she's he and she's describing inviting somebody to the church. And here's the way they describe. You got to come. Because it's just a place where marriages are healed. They described us as a place where marriages are healed. Come on. Now, now let me tell you why, why she described it that way. Why he described it that way. Because it's where their marriage was healed. And the conversion they experienced, 
right? They had a conviction that other people would experience it. What if Miss Claire, I love what Miss Claire said. And Miss Claire lives across the street here at the 316 campus. So we're parked in her pasture. If you look out there, all of our staff and people who get here early to make sure you have room, we all park in a cow pasture. You're welcome, okay? <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, but I love what she said. It was a big deal when five people were baptized. And that is a big deal. The last 10 months, we baptized 315 people across all of our campus. That's a big deal, right? But listen, what if we say in 10 years, do you remember when we thought 300 people being baptized was a big deal? Because there's 3,000 people baptized. Come on, man. Does our world not need that? Does our world not need that? The Because Initiative, all this has been the last two years is me looking at the church. Really, we launched it last year saying, I'm asking you to take a step forward with us. A life of generosity in the kingdom of God advancing. A people living a generous life in a kingdom of God advancing has always gone hand in hand. So here's the specific ask, and I want you to take a deep breath and relax for a second. What I want to make sure everybody knows at Bethlehem Church is this is an invitation to everyone who calls Bethlehem Church home. Everyone who calls Bethlehem Church, this is an invitation. If you're visiting, it's not for you. We're glad you're here. But it's an invitation to all who call Bethlehem Church home. Second, there is not one person under the sound of my voice obligated to anything. You do not feel coerced. You are not obligated to anything. We love you. We're for you. I'm inviting those who call Bethlehem Church home to this. In fact, when you came in, everybody pull this out and get this. And I'm going to explain what a commitment card is to you because many of us, we get it, we know it. Some of us are like, it kind of weirds me out. Hold on, let me explain it. All right, let me explain it. Relax. Here's what I would tell you. Once you get this out, I want you to look at me. The heart of the Because Initiative has been the generosity of God's people, God's people being generous with their life, and that generosity directed to the kingdom of God and the expansion of God's kingdom have always gone hand in hand. And here's what I want everybody to look at me. Right here, look at me in the eye. This last year, I've not asked one person to sacrifice anything. Early church did. I'm not looking at you. I've not, when it comes financially, asked one person at this church to ever sacrifice anything. What I'm asking is that you would be generous in all things. If 100% of the people that call Bethlehem Church would just choose to be generous, everything's going to happen. That's the call. All of us be generous, not asking for one. And let me tell you where a commitment card comes from. It actually comes from something Jesus said. I want you to see it to make sure we're not kind of doing something Jesus didn't tell us to do. Luke, Jesus is talking. This is Jesus' word. You can look it up in Luke 14. Is there anyone here who's planning to build a new house? Well, that sounds like us. Does it first sit down and figure out the cost to know if you can complete it? Here's what he says. If you get the foundation laid and then run out of money, you're going to look pretty foolish. Everyone passing by will say, hey, they started something they couldn't finish. Bethlehem Church, this is us looking at each other a year in and this time next year this campus here will be moving in by God's grace to the new campus right this is us looking at each other going we're not going to start something we can't finish we're going to finish what we started so all this is so let me explain what this is Jesus talks very common sense y'all been so generous way more there's three groups of people I'm talking to 
this morning across all of our campus, everybody in this room falls into one of these three groups, right? And you just decide which one this is. The first group of people are those who were here last year, right? Those who were here last year. You are joyful givers. You give with your life. It's an act of obedience. It's an act of generosity. And you give. In fact, last year, some of you took your first steps forward ever in giving, and you can tell stories of God's faithfulness. Others of you just continue to give, and you actually took a step forward in a life of generosity and gave from your heart. You committed last year. Today, it's simply about you saying, I'm going to finish what I started. There's a little box right here that says, I am confirming my commitment to finish strong. You committed last year, and you've been faithful, and you are confirming your commitment to finish strong. That's all this is. Today is about you saying, yep, what I started last year, my family and I were committed. That's many of us in this room. That's many of us in this room. There's a second group of people, and the second group are those of you who are new. And this last year, you've come and you, you began to come. We created a Thursday night service to create more room at 9, 30, and 11. And you're some, whether you knew it or not, that we created more room for, for right? So you weren't here when we started this initiative, but man, you, you, this is your church. These are your people. And you see the changes making in your life, what Jesus is doing, and you're a part, maybe not of the past, but you're a part of building the future. Let me say this. Some of you, you weren't here a year ago. Uh, listen. That's why we're creating more space because we believe there's going to be more to come, but you're part of building the future. This is an invitation for you not to be loosely connected, but to be deeply committed. And so maybe for you, you're like, I've already started to give, Pastor. Awesome. Praise the Lord, man. We're so thankful. Or maybe you haven't. This is your chance. This top box is you saying, I'm making a commitment to finish the Because Initiative with Bethlehem Church. I'm making a 12-month commitment. You know what you give. You know what you give every month? Just kind of do the math and go, hey, this is my commitment. This is what I'm saying before God. It's not between you and I. It's between you and God. I'm part of this church, and here's my commitment for this next year. Your first time in, and you're like, yeah, it's time for us to take a step. This box is for you. And then the third group of people, the third group of people are those who pledged a year ago. And maybe you're like my wife and I. You made a pledge a year ago, and the reality is a year in because... You just felt led to, you actually want to take a step forward and do more than you thought. You're like, no, I made a pledge a year ago, but the reality is I, I played it safe, or the reality is circumstances have changed in my life, and, and God's been really good, and I want to be more generous than I even planned on. This box down here is for you, that I'm just increasing my two-year commitment to help this church finish what they started. This is my church. Listen to me. The future of the church has always been Acts 2, Acts 3, Acts 4. Go look at it. When everybody leverages what they have, right, to be a part of something bigger than themselves and to create space for more. Now, I'm going to give you about a minute and a half, and I just want you to pray. Here, here, here's, the pray here's the verse we started this whole initiative with. Isaiah 40, or excuse me, Isaiah 43. Behold, I am doing a new thing. We think God's doing a new thing. We can sense it and we see it. I'm going to make a way in the wilderness and I'm going to, there's going to be rev rivers in the desert that we're a life-giving place, that God's doing a new work and that we're committed to moving forward. So with nobody moving, nobody leaving, this is just for you for a moment. It's your information. Just pray. This is a moment of prayer. This is before God. You have no obligation to me at all. 
It's an invitation to everyone. And this is just you saying, in one of these three groups, I'm finishing what I started, right? I'm new and I'm a part of this body and, and I'm going to give and give joyfully because I see the changes making in my life and people's lives and I'm a follower of Jesus. Or third, man, I, I committed and I want to take another step. So just take about a minute and a half right here just to pray. And then my wife and I are going to have a chance to pray over you and lead you in response. Take a moment. My wife, Nan, many of you know her, and we've been here 13 years together. It's been a joy and honor. Not only do we get to pastor and lead, but uh, the reality is we've gotten to raise our family here. Uh, Carson, our 16-year-old, Claire's 15, and Caleb's 12. And so when we came, Carson was three or four, Caleb was, or Claire was three, and then Caleb was no, there wasn't no Caleb, right? And so uh, we uh, are just... We're blessed. This is our community of people. These, we are one of you. We don't try to act like we're above. We are with and just kind of live life in the midst of everything with you. And so we're excited about the future. So in just a few moments, all we're going to do is worship. And the part of the worship is going to be us, whatever three groups you're in. Again, an invitation to all. Nobody's obligated. After Nan prays, we're going to step out and begin to worship the song that we've taught y'all trust in God. And as we do that... Your invitation is going to be to, there's some buckets in the back, so you don't have to come all the way down front, silver uh, buckets in the back. Just place our commitment and say, no, 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 we're finishing what we started, and this is going to be our chance. But when Nan's my prayer warrior, like the, the strength for me is my wife. She's a prayer warrior, and she prays for me, and she prays with me, and she prays for this church. And so I want to ask her to pray a prayer blessing over us, because these are sacred moments. In a world that's a consumer, when you ask people to contribute, it's a sacred moment world that's full of spectators that's just like we watch from a distance when you participate sacred moment so we want to pray god's honor and blessing because this church is generous and we step into the future building the future together now will you pray for us thank you lord for this day this opportunity and god we first just thank you for your faithfulness over this church yep. that god we can see uh, your abundance that you are a god of abundance and overflow and and, and Lord, we thank you for the stories. God, we thank you for um, how we see it with our eyes of this building and our campuses and uh, the stories that we've heard, God. So we first just acknowledge that, Lord, you have already been so faithful. Uh, we thank you for your faithfulness and life change in our own lives and in our the people of our church, our friends, our family. Lord, the work you are doing in our lives. And Lord, I pray that, uh, Lord, the same blessing and abundance that we have seen at our church, that, uh, God, you overflow that into the homes of every person that's represented here, God, that um, they would know that they could experience this in, in their home, yeah. Lord, your abundance, your gifts. Uh, Lord, as we submit ourselves to you, as, as we make you the authority of our lives, yeah. Lord, I um, I pray for the people in the room that that, that may be difficult uh, because they have always had to provide. They've always had to look out for themselves. And so, God, I pray that you would show them, them Lord, your faithfulness, that yep. you are a good father, that you uh, don't want things from us. You want things for us. And, God, that you have blessing and abundance uh, planned 
in our future, God. And so you are a, a God that we can trust, that we can give our uh, finances to, our time to, our families to, our jobs to, God, that you uh, will not fail us. And so, God, we thank you for that. I pray for your blessings over each person's lives and their homes represented here. God, we thank you that, um, Lord, you give us meaning and purpose in this life that the world and culture uh, does take things from us. And Lord, you give things to us. And we thank you that we get to be a part of your church. And because of that, that means that every person matters in this room. And Lord, when we are invited into such an awesome opportunity, God, that let every person know that they matter so much to you. And what a gift to be asked, to be invited. Many of us have lived our lives and felt left out and isolated. We, we're not used to being invited to anything and you've invited us into this future, Lord, of your church. And what a gift, God, um, to, to, be, to be worthy of that, yeah. Lord, to, to, be, um, to matter today. And so I just pray that over every person that they know that their gift matters. We thank you, God, that you don't look at outward appearances, but you look at our heart. And so, Lord, every person's gift that they choose to give, God, is is so big, God, and it's not taken lightly. And you take our gift and you turn it into something so much more than we could ever imagine. There's nothing else in this life that does that. And so, God, we thank you that we get to be a part of your church, that we matter enough to be invited into all that you're doing. We thank you for what you will do for our community through the future plans, um, lives that will be changed. God, we are just honored and privileged and humbled to be a part of all that you are doing. And Lord, we thank you for this special day and we pray in your name, amen. Amen. So church, we're gonna worship together. As God leads, you step out. Everyone's invited, no one's obligated. We trust God as we look to the future buckets around as we do this we worship together trusting God so if you place your commitment card that you stand and worship with us church we follow him into the future worship with us